You are listening to the Tell All For All podcast. We are here to help you get the how-to on leveling up in life. Tune in weekly to hear from experts and industry leaders, along with your favorite host, author, and mindset coach, Karina Remy. It is the Tell All For All who want more in life. What's up, guys? We got Deidre on the show. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Yeah, no, speak to the mic. <laughs> I'm here. Don't worry. This is all uncensored, unedited. Just be you. You're good to go. Yeah, awesome. So you are a rising star right now. Am I? Yes, you are. <laughs> you are a rising star. Let's go, yeah. So you started teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did that come about? To be honest with you, this entire career kind of just happened. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, teaching itself, it started honestly back in like December. One of my best friends, Alana, um, she got stuck in in um, Boston. Oh yeah, called yeah, me yeah. and she was like, "Hey, I need you to take over all my classes tomorrow." And I said, "What?" <laughs> and at this time, I was just assisting her and like you know doing things here and there with the studio. So I wasn't really like front and center and she was like yeah no here you can take my classes tomorrow i need you go do your thing and so within 16 hours i got a, I at the time i didn't have any heels as well so i had to oh my gosh heels. went all the way from downtown toronto to mississauga to get heels come back figure out what pieces i'm gonna do choreograph the pieces and then i taught them 15 minutes later oh my so god that in one day <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's where it started. And then after, afterwards, people just started asking me, like, where are you going to be? How, how are you going to, you know, um, show up and when can I be there and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. We can, we can do this. So awesome. That's like a, like a universe is like magic. I find yeah, for sure. Like yeah. handing you something. So how many pieces did you do that day? How many classes? Um, I did two classes. Wow. Um, both were like about 45 seconds. So I pretty much choreographed almost two minutes of choreography within like less than an hour. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And you like remembered it? I, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the, well, you always, you've been in a season. So you're really good at picking up choreo. Yeah. And like laying it down and just like keeping it in mind i'm the worst i'm yeah i'm like the like if i ever try and choreograph i need someone there watching me to be like what did i do <laughs> what did i do? do it do it again do it for me yes. <laughs> but that's so cool and are you now do you have like an actual um schedule that you're going to stick to or you're just kind of doing pop-ups and feeling it out for now yeah so uh for the time being i've been subbing and just like being around different um Studios, whoever needs me, whenever I'm free, I'll take the classes and take over for them. So I don't have a set schedule. Um, I did launch, though, my first pop-up class called Feminine Poetry. Yeah, I today. saw that. Yeah, Feminine Poetry is my little workshop series that I'm starting. Um, it's a pop-up for now just to see how I feel and, like, you know, see what I can do with it and where I can take it. But, uh, you know, God willing, hopefully it's something that turns into something more steady. It was today? It was this morning. Oh, my God. 
gosh. Happening next Thursday, April 7th. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I saw the pictures. I saw the shout-outs today. And then I was like, okay, so I was confused. I'm like, oh, you did the class today? No. Okay, so it's next (laughs) Thursday. Oh, my gosh. At at what studio? It's Create. Okay. Where is Create? Because everybody's doing, everybody's popping up there. Yeah, so Create's actually a beautiful studio. It's one of the biggest that I've been to. Um, It's on Riding Avenue. It's more like a little bit West End. Okay. Um, I believe it's by like Dufferin Station or Ossington Station, somewhere around the. Oh, that's that's close. Yeah, it's close. There's good parking um, and it's huge down there. Super clean. They have like everything you need, like little chargers they even have, fridges, coffee stations. It's really beautiful, really well done. So. Um, yeah, I'm more than happy to work out of there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so next Thursday, what what time? It's eight o'clock to nine forty five PM. Ooh. Um, yeah. Okay, I might come. Yeah. Maybe. It's super fun. I'm really excited about it. It um it's something that's very true to me and it's very different in comparison to what's been done in the dance industry down here. So I'm very excited to launch it and you know Ooh, okay, tell me more. Yeah. Can you can I dip? Can I like just for you? <laughs> um yeah, so I wanna say, like I told you, this dance career really was something that just kind of fell into my lap and yeah. it kind of just happened. Um and a big part of how I move and how I perform is actually connected back to my spirituality and my thought processes and how I actually connect with my body and my feminine energy. Um, and I found that I I needed something to to combine those two pieces. Yeah. And I found that going into a lot of classes and things, people were really anxious and just very like off kilter and super uh what's the word super just tense and they can never get their mind right to actually perform. Yeah. Or I would walk into class and people would be like, Oh, I hated that run. Oh my God. I look so stupid. I look ugly. I didn't get this. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we really are so hard on ourselves. And it's, it's really affecting our movement and our performance because you know, when you, look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, well, I'm going to mess this up anyways. Then you, yeah. You're going to mess up. <laughs> mess up the turn. You're going to fall out of it. You're going to, you know, do all these things. Or, oh, I'm going to forget this. I already forgot the first move. And then it ends up happening. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize, like, my favorite Drake line is, like, the power of the mind is not a joke. Yeah. So you are literally setting yourself up for failure just by the way that you talk about yourself, just about the way that you um, are even setting yourself up before you do anything in this world. You you are the person that can set yourself up for failure or for success. Yeah. Um, so I've trained myself to really understand how my body works, how my energy works. Um, I've been studying astrology, human design. Yeah, we spoke about this. Yeah, tarot, all of that. I've been studying that since 2016. So I've wow. all these practices and all these tools to help me be a stronger dancer and better connected with my body so that I become a better performer. Um, and I just want to bring that to people and stop having them stress out so much 25 <laughs> in. You know, they always say like stress ball change, but people are really stressed out here. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I need them to understand. I, I want to get them to understand that it all starts and ends with you. Yes. You, your mind isn't right. And if you are not centered and if you are not, um, you know, using the right words, the right tools to help get into your body, you're never going to be the performer that you want to be. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's my goal here is to really help you relax, get oh back into your gosh. body, understand who you are as a person, 
um, and then use that and use that knowledge to be a better performer. Oh my gosh. So are you incorporating any of these things? I am, yeah. Oh my god. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, so I'm not gonna give too much away. <laughs> uh, but first half of the class isn't even really too much about dancing as it is about connecting with your body. So we're doing my feminine warm-up, which is a very slow version of a, a normal warm-up. There's some yoga movements uh, that are mixed into it. And um, slow music, R&B, that kind of thing that we dance to. And we actually stretch our bodies and, like, use our hips. We use our our chests and we, we, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be touch ourselves. (laughs) I mean, technically, we do. But like, but like, connect with we ourselves. Connect with ourselves yeah. in a different way. So, uh, we do uh, that nice little warm up there. It's super soft, super sexy, and then we go into um, meditations. We have different across the floors. Oh again, my god! All going back into how to connect with your body and to really be intentional with your movement, and to how to be like really in love with yourself all throughout that process. Um, and then we get to the choreography. Oh, I like yeah. that. It's super great. I'm excited. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And it's actually something that I've been basically teaching myself for a long time, too. I've basically been doing these workshops by myself, for myself. So I feel confident enough that I know what I'm doing and I know that there's value there. And I'm excited to have people see it just as much as I do. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. I really like this. I really like the idea of like you combining everything together because I think that's so important. important. You know, it's so true because we do psych ourselves out. Like I know I do. Like fuck yes, all the time. And then so that's so cool. So you study tarot? Oh my god, I've been binging tarot like mad like every day. I'm like, what does the universe (laughs) happen? Are you pulling cards yourself or you're watching? Um, I watch YouTube videos and then I pull cards myself. Sometimes I'll pull the cards while I'm watching. Yeah, oh my God. I know you just said no, but like, let me just do it one more time here. You sure? You sure? Oh my gosh. I, okay. Yeah. Now I don't feel like so bad because like I was doing that too. And I'm like, okay, like this, this is problematic. This yeah. is a problem right here. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So that is so cool. I almost feel like if you were to even create like, um, I don't want to say like a group or just like a yeah, I guess a group. I feel like that would just bring so many people together yeah. as well because it would allow them not only to connect with themselves but with each other yeah. and create that safe space. Like that's actually beautiful. If even like even if it's not even just a group and it's just that workshop, those women that you're gonna get those reoccurring women that are gonna come back and that's gonna be incredible. Yeah. What? Yeah. Very excited. That's so exciting. <laughs> I really like that. So what okay, so what else do you do? What else do I do? Um, to be honest with you, dance has become my full time job. Yes! Crazy for me to say because just I actually love ago, that. Yeah, just a couple months ago I was a typical server working, you know, odd jobs and whatever. And um the lockdown happened back in January. Yeah. And um I ended up not going back to that job and I got an opportunity to teach uh, kids online, and then I got opportunities to start subbing other places and doing all these other works, uh, dance-wise, and somehow, some way, it just became my full-time. Oh, my <laughs> so, God, that's amazing. I I'm feel like it's, yeah, I feel like that's your calling, though. Yeah, it has to be, um, which is crazy, because, like I told you, this was never on my mind. No? Actually. No, I never wanted, I never thought to be a professional dancer, much less a choreographer, a teacher. Um, what did you want? What did you like? What was your like thought? Like, yeah. what did you? 
So as a kid, like I was, ve- I'm one of those kids that were very much. I had a new hobby every week. Like oh, okay. I wanted to be a vet. Then I wanted to be a baker. Oh, I the same way. I wanted to be in PR like Samantha Jones. Then I wanted to, you know what I mean. Then I wanted to be a nutritionist. Yeah. Like, was, I was always kind of everywhere. <laughs> not because I was indecisive, but because I was just so curious about everything. Yeah. I'm just intrigued by that I wanted to learn about. Um, but the thing with dance is. I never wanted to be a professional. I just wanted to start dancing at some point. Um, music is actually my number one love, like my first love. Yeah. I actually love it more than dance, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, like I love music so much. I was one of those kids that would be on um, the internet at like 3 a.m. before school on like LimeWire and Bear Share. You remember those ones? Yeah. Or like Dap Piff and all these like random like, <laughs> underground websites looking for mixtapes and like unreleased music and all this stuff. Like I was one of those kids. Headphones in at all times. Like I love music. Um, and I just always was in my room, headphones on, and I would close my eyes and somehow I would pretend I was on a stage. Oh my gosh, so do you sing? Okay, I can't sing, but I do it. So, I mean, technically, yes. But Because, like, I feel like you have a voice, like, of a singer. Like, really? just even the way you speak. <laughs> and you know, like, if you ever hear somebody with, like, a really nice voice, it's almost as when they're speaking, they're, like, singing to you. Yeah. That's how your voice is. Thank you. I'm, I'll like, being that. serenaded. I'm, like, oh, so nice. Thank you. So, yeah. continue. So, you used, to, you used to listen to music. Yeah, so I would listen to music <laughs> in my room. And, you know, I'm from the islands, right, Jamaica. So naturally i have like some sort of natural rhythm that's kind of embedded in our culture is a lot of dance and a lot of island kind of uh influences so i would just be in my room eyes closed and i somehow would pretend i'm on a stage and i would just start performing whether i was being the bass player or the backup dancer the singer i would just be out there like just doing my thing dark like all lights (laughs) and this is like three in the morning i have school in three hours and i would just be dancing um and I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. It was something that I loved. And, you know, like I had a lot of influences around me. Like my one of my sisters, Tishana, used to take me to this thing called You Got Served. It was like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I wish we still did things like that. Right? Oh, my God. So if you don't know, You Got Served was like this thing where it was held in like this music hall or like huge school auditorium. And it was a bunch of like crews that would come in they would all dance and you would all kind of vote on who you liked as the audience yeah it was so much fun i loved it and this was the same time where all these dance movies were coming out like honey yes all time honey fame step up save the last dance like i had all these different influences all this different culture um so having all the entertainment aspect plus being Jamaican and having my cultural background as uh, an influence as well. I just always loved the energy surrounding dance and music combined. Um, But I never thought of being a professional dancer or anything like that up until maybe I was 16. Um, I went to a high school in Brampton that had a regional arts program. So there was like media, drama, dance, and um, instrumental. Yeah. And I would always see like the the dancers and I would always get so jealous. And I was like, oh my God. And they would be on the stage. And mind you, like this is high school. So it's like yeah. a tiny little stage, but nonetheless, it was a stage. And I would be like, oh my God, I want to be up there. Like, I just want to be up there. And um, 
again, let it go. And I would be like watching dance moms and on YouTube watching like dance competition videos. Just oh my gosh. Of everything that I saw. Um, but I thought it was too late to start. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm just going to. Oh my gosh, 16. Yeah, I thought it was too late. People are starting at like 24. No, know, that's like insane. Yeah, so I let it go. I, you know, kept doing my thing or whatever. Went to university, hated it, came back. Went to college, hated it, came back. Um, and then when I was 19, I was like, you know what? F it. Can I say? Yeah, you can say it. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I grabbed my friend. I was like, I'm going to this heels class. You need high heels. Just come with me. And she's like, okay, cool. Oh my gosh, you did your first heels class at 19? 19. My first dance class ever. What? Yeah. In heels. They were um, these like clunky ass like wedges with like pointed toes that I got from the <laughs> closet. Barely fit me. I wore shorts. They were like ripped up at the top. <laughs> cheerleading shorts all ripped up and everything. And we went and took Snoopy's class, Matthew Cuff. Yeah. And I took his class. It was my first class ever. Which is crazy because a couple years ago, I had the chance to actually do a piece with him at Fever After Dark. Yes, um, so it's a huge like full circle moment for me. But anyways, yeah. So took his class, and I said, you know what, this is it. I'm, I'm. This is it. Got kicked in the face, severely humbled, severely humbled. But I loved every second of it, and I was like, you know what, this is something that I want to keep doing. So I did, and after that, um, my first year, I probably trained maybe once every two months. I didn't really take it very seriously. Um, I joined a beginner program in a company the, that fall, and I just was just in companies for years up until 2020 when we got into lockdown, and then and yeah. then like now here you are. Yeah, and every opportunity that I've gotten um, really was just like brought to me. Like again, I wasn't planning on being professional. I just wanted to do it because it was fun, and I got to be on a stage. But then I booked my first gig, which was for TIFF. Yes, I said. Oh, I just got paid for doing something I was gonna do anyways. Oh, that's okay. nice. <laughs> okay, I can do this. I'm gonna go. And then it happened again, and again. And I'm like, hold on, wait a second. Is this really a thing right now? And I just kept going with it up until now, this point where I'm, I'm launching my own classes. So it's it's weird how it works out. Yeah. And, you know, I guess you can say I um using this word, but manifested it. I manifested it by being a kid just wanting to, you know, be on a stage and closing her eyes and pretending she was. So um either way I'm beyond grateful for it and it's crazy how things yeah. work out for you. It look it honestly yeah. sounds like everything just came into fruition yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just it like God guided you yeah. in that sense where you didn't even like you worked for it. But you didn't have to work for it right. in the sense of like putting it front and center. It was kind of like, okay, I'll just go where the wind blows. Yeah. And it's like the wind blew you exactly where you needed to be. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's so yeah. cool. That's, really that's so nice. <laughs> and I love your style too, because it's so unique in comparison to everybody else. Because A, you have your, not only like you mentioned, having your cultural background, mm -hmm. but also being as part of other companies and other groups you've also encompassed that kind of style in that but you also have like such a uniqueness like i don't see a lot of like i think the only one i would probably say is relatively close would be like alana mm -hmm. because she has like a lot of that hip movement mm -hmm. everyone else is very sassy forward mm -hmm. and that's what i love like there was a routine that you came out with it was in the summer and you were wearing 
you were wearing, I remember this, guys, okay? These things <laughs> stick in my head. She blessed my feet that night. I was like, oh, damn, girl. Um, it was, you were wearing jean shorts. Oh, shopping spree. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I'm like, okay, girl, you need to start teaching this stuff. Yeah. So nice. Because it's such a different vibe. Like, it was just very flowy, very, like, mm -hmm. uh, I just, I really loved it. Yeah, thank you very much. Nice. Yeah, and that's why I put it in the name, Sweet Poetry, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's so exciting. Okay, so tell me about tarot. Can you actually, like, read the cards? Yeah. So, um, I started tarot, I think it was 2019. Yeah, I want to say 2019. Um, I first started out just like researching every little card, like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? Just trying to sort it out. But after a while, um, I started working on like my intuition. Yeah. And really, I use the cards now as a reference, but I really just like listen to myself and whatever message comes out, comes out. Um, and it's very, it's very surreal and also kind of weird because some things that I say, I don't expect to say. And then they actually come true for whoever I'm reading for. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the time, like, and people. I wish I brought my cards. I'd be like, check, check, check. I'll do readings for like friends and stuff, and I used to do like tarot as a little, little side hustle as well. Oh my god! I would say things, and they would come back to me and they're like, "Dee, this happened." And I'm like, well, "What happened?" Oh, like this thing that you said came true, and I, I'm either like I don't even remember saying that. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know who or what is using me as a vessel to give them whatever message they need, but it's working clearly. But um, yeah, it's super crazy. But I don't I don't look at them or anything. I kind of just use them as a little reference point. But I I really just pull from whatever energy is in front of me. It's pretty cool. And you said okay, you work on your intuition. How how did we do that? Um, I started, so 2020, when we went into um, the first lockdown, I moved in to a place by myself. Um, and obviously, you can imagine, I had a lot of time alone. <laughs> um, so what I would do was I would just ask myself a question and I wouldn't say anything. I would just sit there and I would wait until I heard something that felt, um, felt reassuring to me. And whatever that answer was, I would go with it. So I started oh. practicing it, like, even like little things like... If I'm ordering, say, shoes online, okay, do I get eight and a half or do I get a nine? And I'll just sit there for a second and I'll hear an answer and I'll get the thing. And it'll always end up being perfect. It's very, it's a very strange thing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So do you sit, do you do that in silence? Yeah, I usually do it in silence or I will ask for a sign or something, right? Yeah. It's so crazy to talk about. I never talked about this. I love it though. Now. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but a lot of the times I look for a sign. So I'll be like, you know, if I should say take this job can you please send me a pair of red shoes or if i shouldn't take it send me i don't know a green lizard or something yeah and i'll just let it go i'll go about my day whatever and more often than not i'll be scrolling on social media and i see a lizard when do i ever look at lizards never oh so when i know gosh. i see them i'm like oh okay okay so you're specific with it very specific and very outlandish like things that you wouldn't normally things that i would normally, normally say see in yeah reality. Um, but yeah, I just ask questions and I sit and I wait um, and I trust whatever answer comes to me first and whatever, whichever one feels good to me. Um, you'll know it's not your intuition if it feels very limiting or if it feels very like anxiety filled. So for instance, if I'm like, oh, should I eat this bagel right now? No, you're going to get fat. 
that's not your intuition. <laughs> that's not your intuition. That's the devil talking that's in your ear. Devil, <laughs> devil talking. That's your it talking. Um, but if I'm looking at this bagel and I'm like, should I eat this bagel tonight? Oh, but you're going to dinner tonight. Oh, you're right. I am going to dinner. I'd rather have that instead. Let me yeah. Salad. So it's more like, you know, your intuition is speaking to you when it's more of a guiding factor, right? Because you yeah. are... Um, your spirit team, your ancestors, whoever you call to, they're not here to make decisions for you. They're here to guide you through it because we have this beautiful thing called free will. So yeah. They're not here to enforce anything on you. Um, but you'll often hear like a lot of guiding factors. Is this right for me? Uh, maybe not. You can still ch- choose to do it. Yeah, yeah. It might not work out in your favor. Oh, yeah. But you can still choose, choose. to do whatever you want to do. Just know that your intuition is talking to you when it's, it's a more of a guiding factor and more of like a soft reassuring tone to yeah so now when you first started did you start out with um did you start out with like simple questions or did you start out with like in depth like no i'm I'm, me i'm all or nothing okay so you're like should i have this like should i be with this man or should i not you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) no one's alive Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And like you let yourself be mm-hmm. that whole day and then it just came to you. Right. And you know, starting off, I didn't listen to it. I would be like, okay, well, I know you're saying no, but like I'm just gonna go do it anyways because it feels good. And then what would happen? I would get, you know, my heart broken, I would have a wound open, I'd get triggered or something. Yeah. Or like slap back down. And I'd be like, Okay, why is that happening? Why did that happen? Oh, right. You told me not to do that. I'll learn my lesson now. And then slowly, of course, you know, people are naturally hard-headed. We're all very hard-headed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So slowly it took some time for me to come to my senses and realize, okay, whatever guidance is happening in my head right now is clearly for a good reason. Let me just follow it for a second. Yeah. And as soon as I did that, it was like a whole new world kind of opened up for me. And I had all these new experiences and all these new options to choose from that compared to what I had before, that was like breadcrumbs yeah so um yeah i think it's really the real the hard part about it is learning how to trust properly and understand that even if you don't have all the answers in front of you right this second know that something good is going to come out of it or something bigger than you had before is going to come out of it yeah i think that's the hardest thing is like surrendering for sure and being like oh yeah everything will be fine yeah like while like the house behind you burns you're like don't worry seriously Yes. It's very demonized to be soft and, and receiving. Everybody wants you to be go-getter and masculine and, um, you know, no emotions, cold-hearted and all this kind of stuff. Like, so learning, having to unlearn that and then relearn how to actually be okay with just trusting and, like, letting go yeah. of control is the hardest thing, but it's so rewarding at the end of it. I definitely need help tapping into yeah. my divine feminine because mm-hmm. I am a very masculine. Yeah. Like I definitely have emotions. Don't get me wrong, but I'm definitely like, go, 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 do, do, do. Yeah. And it's like letting go and surrendering. Like I only tapped into this recently. I think somebody, yeah, one of my other friends, she came on and she's like, what is divine feminine? I'm like, oh, don't make me look stupid on my podcast. <laughs> I was like, I don't know when you were female. 
I'm like, I did. I think like I redirected the conversation because I was just like, okay. Then I remember going home that day and I was like, what is divine feminine? And I was like, wow, that is so much. It's powerful, right? Because it's like different aspects to us as females, right? Because we're so made, like we're ma- we see women as like so strong, and we are strong, right? But if it's almost as though we've developed this like. I don't know, stigma that, oh, if you're like, if you're soft, if you're weak, if like, it means you're weak, mm-hmm. you know? And then, so like we as females, it's almost like, you know, we're like crusaders all the time yeah. and it's, you're scared to like let that guard down because if you're not crusading, then it means that you're weak or that you can't handle it or that this, so it's like, it's beautiful when you actually are able to embrace that and see that as a power, then turn it away and be like oh that's a weakness yeah for sure yeah agreed i think you know like as much as people say oh be cold-hearted and only think with your emotions and don't listen to anything i think it's so powerful to be honest and in touch with your emotions and know like to the fact that you can admit yeah i can't handle all this by myself that is so powerful. Oh, yes. Everybody wants to act like, you know, they're hyper independent. They're super like, I got this. I don't need nobody. I can do battle by myself kind of, kind of, um, you know, tendencies. You don't realize like having the honesty to admit to yourself when you're hurt, when you're angry, when you're jealous, that is powerful. Yes. So I can't do that. Um, and I think that's the first step to even working through your emotions and your insecurities is first off admitting that you have them yeah they tell you in what is it um aa meetings oh like the first step to addiction or whatever is it's to admit it you have one yeah. yeah and a lot of people don't want to admit that but they don't know that's the key to like figuring out this thing we call life is like you have to be honest with yourself first off and don't hide from what it is you're actually feeling yeah um and that's the only way that you can start to actually like trust and and calm yourself, calm your nervous system. Um, there's so many women out here, breaks my heart, that like are super masculine. And don't get me wrong, like you need your masculine. So you need yeah. your energies, right? You need to be masculine. That's how you get out of bed every day. That's how you go to your workouts. That's how you stay on schedule. Like you need that part of you. Um, but it breaks my heart that like when a woman is too masculine, um, she always seems very bitter or she seems very like, um, aggressive, domineering, but not in a, not in an endearing way. It's more of a like projecting way. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I can, I like, can get that. Yeah. I'm not like labeling you or anything. Yeah. I'm yeah. About, like, um, like how it could come across in some regard. Right. But yeah. Even within herself, a lot of the women that I've coached through these kinds of things, like they always feel like they don't have any control over their emotions. They feel like they lash out a lot at people or they're very judgmental. Um, or they burn out really easily because they don't know how to ask for help or how to have other people come and be their support system. Yeah. Um, so it breaks my heart that we're like yeah. that. We've been trained to be like that. But um, yeah, again, as the, the more that I do my work, hopefully the more my friends see it. And the more yeah. They, you know, well, I always say that. that like if you're doing the work, that will inspire others to right. do the work, mm-hmm. right? And that, I think, because, like, if you lead, like, it's lead by example, right? When people see that, just listening to you speaking, I'm like, ooh, I really need to, like, tap into that. Like, I'm very honest with myself, with my emotions mm-hmm. and where I'm at, but, like, to myself and, like, not externally to anybody else. 
Um, and let's thank my mom. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Mom, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> She's like, Karina, don't worry. You made it through everything. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then, like, that's when, like, I'm, like, that little kid. But, but like, outwardly, no. But I almost, again, that goes back to, like, just that facade that we as women feel like we have to uphold because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to be less than a man because right. we're trying to be, find the equality there. But then we're not realizing that we're also doing ourselves a huge disservice by doing that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Agreed. Um, yeah, no, I... Hmm. So you actually coach people? I do, yeah. Not nice. like, seriously. Again, like I told you, everything in my life is just fun. I just do it for fun. And yeah, it so happens. it just like flows just and stuff, right? Um, yeah, so I do coach people sometimes. Um, and I just give my friends advice. Um, but I found that like it's really made a huge difference in my yeah. eyes and in their eyes as well. I had a friend who um, I took her out with me one day. We went to the mall and... Um, She's a very, she's very much like a go-getter. She's constantly on the clock, like doing something on the hour, every hour. Um, she always told me that she just felt like, you know, or she always came off kind of like constricted. And I remember we went out to the mall one day and um, the retail worker looked at us and said, thank you. Have a good day. And I said, oh, thank you so much. Like, have a good one. And my friend looked at me. She's like, oh, you're so polite. She didn't say anything. She's like, oh, you're so polite. Like, you're so well-mannered. And I was like, oh, like, are you, are you not well-mannered? <laughs> are you not? <laughs> and she said, um, oh, well, you know, like, I've just been scorned so many times. Like, I just don't see a point in being nice to people. And, um. Oh, but, like, I think that's, like, unhealed trauma. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. think that that's coming from the masculine. Because. Right. Men can, like, the masculine side of you can still be polite. Like, I'm super polite. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, What we were discussing was um, the fact that, well, you know, in my eyes, the fact that, you know, sometimes we, as wounded, when we're Yes, yes. We use our masculine in a toxic way. Way. Okay, yes, agreed. if I feel like you're offending me, I'll bring out the toxic masculine to, you know, demean you. And put you down. Yes. There's that side to it as well. Um, So I, we had a little discussion in, in regards to that. And a couple weeks later, she came to me and she sent me a voice note. She was like, you know, T, like, I remember what you told me. And I found myself being so much nicer to people. (laughs) So I explained to her, like, you know. Just because people in your past have scored you doesn't mean that these people have anything to do with it, right? Yes, exactly. You and I wouldn't be where we are if you treated me the same way when I first introduced myself to you, right? And look where we are and look how great we are. Um, And, you know, you can't let the people who've done you wrong, those are the people that have done you wrong. Exactly. Just saying hi, just saying thank you, just saying, you know, whatever they can to you. They have nothing to do with that. So they don't deserve any of that, you know, yeah. animosity. Um, which I do understand where she was coming from. So I'm never like judgmental. Yeah. At all. I, I've been there. Like I get what it feels like to feel. To like, feel that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <coughs> that was probably the biggest thing that I've had to learn in my journey was number one, how to forgive people, especially people who haven't even been sorry. Yes. And how to actually let it go and treat everybody the same way that you would treat yourself or your best friend or your mom or your daughter. You know what I mean? Like 
having the courage to actually separate the two and understand who deserves what from you. you yes. Understand? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I coach, I guess, but it was more so me just putting my two cents in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sharing your knowledge and what you've yeah, learned. When they come to me, like I, I would never want to impose on anybody and say, oh, you need to feel like <laughs> I need you to change yourself. Yeah, well, at that point, you shouldn't be coaching. Yeah, nobody likes to feel like barter. Yeah. They're not kids. Like, let them come to you. So do you do any techniques for opening yourself up? Because I've been getting a lot of... um, I'm going to pick your brain, of course, on this. I've been getting a lot of... um, closures that I'm very close not like in that I'm hurt or that not in the sense where I'm like mean or rude or bitter Mm -hmm. but in the sense where I'm like oh no I'm fine by myself you know and it's not like it's not that I'm being mean to anybody it's not that I'm rude it's just like I'm okay I'm gonna be by myself Mm -hmm. and I'm like I keep being told you need to open up you need to open up and I and I'm like I don't even know how to open up. Like I don't like I've been meditating. I've been this, and so I'm like, okay, D's here. We are talking <laughs> about this. Perfect opportunity. So like, what would you recommend for somebody that you that like in a situation like myself? Yeah. So I would classify you as someone I used to be, which was very hyper independent. Yes. Um, like feeling almost like ashamed to tell people that you're not doing well or like you need their help or something like I've been there too. Yes. Yeah. Um, Or even when they offer it feeling like, you know, you need to give them something back or like, Oh, I need to prove why I would deserve this or something like that. So I've been in the same position. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm definitely that person. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was, and I don't ask for help. Yeah. And like, if you're like, and if you ask me to do something, I'm like, Oh, don't worry. I'll do it. Don't worry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been that way too, especially my whole life. Like I've been taught, (laughs) I listen. I've been taught my entire life. I started working when I was fifteen, providing for myself since I was a teenager. Like I get it. Um, what I would say to that is, first off, you have to start with your inner work first and your shadow work. So, what that entails is, yeah, you can meditate, and I love meditating for centering yourself. But afterwards, ask yourself, okay, why am I like this? Where did this come from? What part of me is this coming from? Is this my ego saying, you know, doesn't want to feel like it's being weak or doesn't want to be perceived as like, you know, I can't handle it? Is this my inner baby girl, my inner child who's scared of, um, you know, feeling unworthy or doesn't want to let herself feel loved? Or like, where is this coming from? Oh, I definitely know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. So figure out, (laughs) come to terms with that first and then change your belief system around it. So Instead of saying, oh, I don't need help, like, first be honest with yourself. Do you need help right now? Do you, like, would it feel better for you if you had somebody take this off of your shoulders? Would it feel a little bit less stressful if you had some more support around you? Yes? Okay, perfect. You deserve to have support. You deserve to have love. Give it to somebody. Or give it to to God, whoever you're, you're calling on. That's what I would say the first one is, is actually being honest with yourself. Like, do you need the help or is your ego just trying to keep you protected or keep whatever feeling protected? Yeah. Um, so that's huge for me because I remember um, a couple of years ago, my I was talking to my dad on the phone and, and I was like, yeah, dad, you know, like, um, I'm like short on rent or whatever. It's like we're in lockdown right now. And he's like, OK, I'll take care of it here. I'll send it to you. I started crying on the phone and I was like, what do you mean? I, I can't pay you back right now. Like, what are you doing? 
he was like, I didn't ask that of you. Why would you assume that? Or why would you think that? Yeah. And that like took that had me taken aback. So I was like, wait, what? What do you mean you're not asking for anything in return? What do you mean I don't need to prove why I deserve this? <laughs> what? And that moment I had to look at myself and think, okay, where is this coming from? Oh yeah, when I was younger, I was made to feel like if I wasn't bringing anything or if I wasn't proving myself or buying people's affection, I wouldn't get affection. Yes. Okay, cool. This was to stem back to when I was in university and I felt university and I felt alienated and I had people talking about me and they would only accept me if I brought something or if I, you know, showed up with something. Okay, that's where it's coming from. How do I change that now? First off, understand I deserve to be supported. Yeah. For the simple fact that I'm me and nothing else above that. I'm I'm good enough to have people around me who care about me. And they're showing me they care about me. They're literally offering help. Why am I not receiving it? Okay. So I let myself, and this was not like a an easy thing for me to do, obviously. Yeah. Like I felt guilty. I had anxiety. My chest was tensing up. Like it was a whole ordeal, right? Because as a kid, right, everything that we have, all of our experiences today relate back to when we were children. Yes. Um, so when I was a kid, right, my nervous system was so used to, to feeling like I had to give something that when I didn't and I had to actually sit with it and receive it, my body would actually go haywire. I would get like chills. My chest was, would be tightening. All these different things would happen. So you have to actually retrain not only your mind to, to understand that you believe, um, that you deserve these things, but also your body as well, because it's not used to this. Style, yes. Right? Oh, my gosh. And that's how we start to self-sabotage is we see something that we're not used to and our body is like feels uneasy. Your body feels like weird and guilty and you start crying and you start lashing out. And then this starts to manifest itself in you self-sabotaging. Oh, my God, I can't talk. <laughs> self-sabotaging. <laughs> By saying, no, I don't need it. No, I don't need help or shutting people out or, um, you know, you take the thing, you get the thing and then you ruin it somehow by starting arguments or whatever you know, be the what, case. You find some way to, to sabotage it because you're not used to having it. Right. Yeah. So it's better for you to not have it at all than for you to have it and feel uncomfortable with it. So. That was a hard moment, but I took it and I, I forced myself to sit with it and I forced myself to feel guilty. And I didn't do anything in response. And I didn't do anything in response to him. I said, thank you. I was very appreciative. But I told myself, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to take this. Right? And it happened again. Where one of my friends was like, here, let me go get you some food. And my body started shaking. I was like, oh, wow. Food? Like, what? What do, you, what do you want? Do you want gas money? Do you want to come over? It's like, what do you want? And he was like, no. Like, you are hungry. Let's go get you some food. Okay, I had to force myself to sit with it again. Yeah. again. And it kept happening and kept happening um, until it got easier and, and, and until I started to feel this lightness and this like pressure taken off. Of me. And um, in the midst of all this happening, it's funny, like more opportunities started coming to me where I started feeling more support and I started feeling like I had a community and I had more people willing to give to me without wanting anything in return. So as as anxious and uncomfortable as I felt in the beginning, going through this and actually like training my body and training my nervous system helps to expand my world and my reality to create even more opportunities like this. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Like I'll even have, I had a man the other day when I was walking with my groceries, offer to bring them up to my apartment for me. I was 
like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. So you have to... <laughs> I would be like, don't worry, I'll do it. <laughs> use your discernment, people. I mean, use your discernment. But let people love you, right? Like, a lot of people, their their version of, of loving you is giving to you. Or, like, here, let me yes, take there's different languages. Or here, let me go grab some food for you. Or here, I know you were doing this thing earlier today. I just cleaned up the house for you. Like, let people love you. That is their way of showing you that you are loved and you're deserving of it. Um, it's going to feel like hell. <laughs> yeah. It's going to feel like hell because, again, you're not used to it. It's like fighting an addiction. Um, and most of these addictions we've had for like 20 plus years. So you can only imagine how long it will take to. to un- it. Yeah. Um, but let yourself feel these things so that you can get rid of it and start living your life. <laughs> and oh, start being, you know, okay. Hopefully that means sense. Yes. Like, you know, no, I'm going to like go home, write yeah. some shit down. And I'm like, all right, I got to yeah. readjust. Because mm-hmm. like I've been in the flow, but like I just keep getting, especially with love, love guys. I am like, no, sorry, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Right. Where's my essay? I need to know. Stop. <laughs> I need to know what's up yeah. at this point. So that's okay. It's basically just like mapping everything else that like you've been doing onto that as well, right? right? Which is continuously retraining, reworking, and just filling it out. Like doing shadow work is probably the scariest thing ever, but I feel like it needs to be done in order for you to like Mm -hmm. get through it or else, like you said, you're just going to be self-sabotaging left, right, and center. Yeah, for sure. And that's the problem. And then you don't even see it until after the fact and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I fucked that up. Man, so many opportunities are in the back of my head. I'm like, damn, baby. Come on, really? It's like, who do I blame? Me. That that sucks too, but realizing, like, yeah, all of this is my fault. Okay, cool. Yeah, good to know. Like, yeah. It's also very empowering too because you realize, oh, yeah, you know what? All of this is my fault, which means I can control how it goes next. Right? Yes. I can control this and figure out how I want to be and how I want this to be designed. Like, you know what? Let me just use this for better. Um, but yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a process. And a lot of people don't realize too, like shadow work, doing your affirmations and, oh, I'm confident, I'm beautiful, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Like, you really have to dig deep and uncover a lot of ugly stuff. Because that's toxic positivity, too. Like, if you're not doing the shadow work and you're just waking up every day being like, I love myself today. You're like, no, you're just ignoring your ugly parts. And, like, you need to work on your ugly part. Yeah. And going back to it, like, (laughs) the main part of being feminine is being honest with your emotions. Yeah. So I don't wake up. If I'm feeling big that day, I'm not going to wake up and say, oh, my God, I'm so skinny. I'll be like, no, babe, I look big today. But you know what? I'm so cute. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but like, don't mask yourself or don't lie to yourself to make you feel better. No, be honest with your feelings. Okay. Right now I'm feeling hella jealous. Why? Cause I see my man talking to this girl at the party last night. I'm jealous. I'm mad. Okay. Feel it. Be real with it. Yeah. Be honest with it and then figure out how you can maneuver through it. But grazing through life and being like, oh, this is fine. This is all great and dandy. No, sometimes life sucks. Yeah. Sometimes life is hard. It is what it is. You keep it pushing and you know that it'll pass eventually, but don't mind yourself. Yeah. And I find like there's a saying, it's what you resist, what you resist, you give power to. So if you are constantly resisting, like there was a time there um, 
where like now I'm I'm I've been walking to meet and, and carpooling for work. So I'm like, as I'm walking, I just remember like the first few days, I was just so, still so mad at myself that I had to like do this. So I'm like, as I'm walking, I'm like trying to be positive. So I'm like, oh, I love this walk. Oh, so wonderful. Oh, I'm so, and then I like see the F45 gym and they're like, yeah, you can jump. Like, you can fucking do it. And I'm like, so pissed, like so bad. But I'm like, just trying to like tell myself, like, I'm loving this. It's so good. So great. And I'm like, I am literally infuriating myself even more because I know I'm not fucking happy and I'm telling my and I'm trying to lie to myself that I am loving this fucking walk and I'm hating every minute of it. (laughs) And then I started realizing that and I was like, no, Karina, you need to take a step back. And I like took a step back and I was like, hey, let's reevaluate this and then I remember like actually now I am enjoying my walks because I'm seeing the other side of it I managed to look back and be like okay you're miserable because why because you made a mistake and this shouldn't be happening but it is happening so how can you enjoy it and it was just a matter of like flipping that script but actually looking into why I was feeling that way like why didn't I want to enjoy it right because I was so stuck on what I did wrong And it was just, yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. So I always think about that because like what you resist, you get power to. So if we're sitting here being like, oh, I don't feel that way. And it's like, no, you're lying to yourself and you're going to let that resonate with you. Even like getting over my ex was the same thing. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. fine. Until like you get that knot in your chest. You were like, (laughs) (laughs) just just a little Pepto-Bismo. It'll get that right out, you know? (laughs) Like, that's, you know? And then afterwards, you're like, no, I actually do still care, you know? And then once I admitted that to myself, I was like, now I'm like, fine. Yeah. Now I'm like, I feel so relieved. Like, you know, like certain things that pop up that like would remind me normally, I would like feel away. I'm like, now I'm like, oh. Like, it doesn't even like phase me and I'm like wow that's actually incredible yeah if you don't give power to it yeah yeah sure. yeah true um I used to be so sensitive walls <laughs> <laughs> I would take everything so personally and um I never understood why and I'm very much like a okay why why is this happening why yeah happening? like yeah. I'll be on google like before I go to bed like, <laughs> Huh, how did they figure out the population of the earth? Like, why did they do this? Which I'm still trying to figure out. I really don't get it. But so I'm very much like a research person. Um, and I just couldn't understand myself. And I was like, why am I like this? Why am I so crazy? Like, why is this happening? Yeah. And that's when I um, learned uh, human design. Yes. Yeah. So you were, you're what, a generator? Or I'm a manifestor generator. Manifestor generator. Yeah. So I'm a projector. Oh, no, I'm a generator. No, I'm a oh. manifestor. No okay. generator. Yeah. I think manifesto is like you wake up and you're like up and you're like, okay, what am I going to do? Now? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a projector. Which, oh. Yeah. I would never think that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Like, <laughs> well, like, I guess also given our conversation, right? Like yeah. it's different, right? It's yeah. more rooted in like the grounding. You're like, namaste. <laughs> I don't project. Not about saying. <laughs> yeah. So the basis of being a projector is we have the most limited amount of energy out of all of the human design. Oh. I, guess, I forgot what they're called. Labels or whatever. Yeah. Call 
Um, so we are someone who we have very limited amount of energy. We get burnt out a lot quicker than most people. And we also take in a lot more energy than most people. So I would be going around being super sensitive and like crying one minute, being angry at this person, being angry at that person. And I could never understand why. And I realized at one point, oh, these are not my emotions. These are other people's emotions that I'm holding on to throughout my day. And so I started using human design as a way to like navigate how to actually get a hold of these emotions as well as astrology and birth charts, how to get a hold of these emotions and figure out where they're coming from. Um, And a lot of it too was just built up from like my past. So I'm angry at this person not knowing that I'm really angry at what my dad did 10 years ago and I'm just bringing it up because this person triggered it. So like there's so many different emotions that we carry as humans that we don't even realize they're not even our emotions or they're emotions that we had 10, 20 years ago that apply to the situation right now. Um, So I had to train myself again, love training myself. (laughs) Had to train myself how to be like more intelligent with myself and understand and ask those questions of like what's going on where is this coming from who are you really mad at are you mad at, yeah. you're mad at yourself you're mad at because you didn't do this thing properly or you're mad because you you know woke up too early or too late like what happened so as soon as like you said when you're on your walk like as soon as you figure out where it's coming from you say okay that's cool you didn't do nothing all right let me chill let me calm down yeah. and come back to it um yeah, but it's crazy how if you don't understand your emotions, you, like that could take over your entire yes, your entire life will go haywire. Everyone's so many, so many opportunities, so many good opportunities just by being emotional and like short sighted and not knowing what was happening. Yeah, yeah. So and that's key because it's also it's not even just about you, like it's about us, like ourselves, but it's also about other people okay. because when we internalize these things we also have to realize that there could be other people internalizing Mm -hmm. those things so our projections that were you know our which is our reflection of our internal being we're projecting that upon somebody who now is going to internalize it upon them and like we're just continuing that cycle and it's like you can essentially be hurting somebody without even realizing that you're hurting somebody just because you're protecting yourself or for whatever reason, you don't know yourself, right? Okay. So it's like due diligence, right? And look into yourself and discover who it is that you are. Like I was so happy when I found human design. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Game changer. <laughs> I was just like, what? It was like, oh, like I've discovered that I can't be consistent mm. necessarily speaking. Like I have like peaks of like very high energy and then I like drop down low yeah. and then I'm like lazy and I'm like oh that makes sense yeah <laughs> and they're like don't worry the universe gives you energy when you need it and I'm like but I need it now <laughs> need it now and um but like now I'm starting to be like a little bit more forgiving to myself because yeah. now I understand why it's like that mm-hmm. whereas when you're combating yourself and you're like no it has to be this has to be this you're resisting it again mm-hmm. and it's like you're not going to win. You're in a game of like tug and war. Yeah. And like that's that's the problem about it, right? It's like now once you discover, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. So do you wear any stones? Do you wear any protection? Do you know what? I, I have, I've done it in the past, but I need to re-up on them. I haven't had any in like a couple years, to be honest. Um, I used to wear hematite a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, adventuring and jade, those were like my top three. Oh, and carnelian, I used to wear that a lot. But 
all of them have, have broken off of my wrist. So oh. they did what they needed to do and then they left me and I haven't gone back and got any sense. Yeah. Oh, see? What's that? Is that pyrite? Pyrite, yeah. What is that for? Like, what did you get that for? Grounding. Oh, cool. Grounding okay. and protection. Yeah. Because apparently I love to see suck people's energy and feel all of their energies it's like thanks guys really Are yeah you, do you consider yourself an extrovert no i'm an empath so okay so and i wouldn't consider myself an extrovert i would probably be like i'm like a middle like yeah. if i'm out in public i'm an extrovert but like yeah. if i'm home i'm like yeah don't let's, we're not gonna have a conversation yeah. like just chill <laughs> meditate not my say yoga let's do it yeah, but like but yeah, no, and like someone had told me I got a reading done and he's like, Karina, you seriously need to wear a stone. Like you need to take baths, you need to like do your shit. Yeah. And I was like, why? Because he's like, you're everywhere right now. And I was like, <laughs> I am everywhere. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was like the worst. And he's like, okay, this is too much. And then he's like, don't you feel it? I'm like, of course I feel it. That's why I'm having a conversation with you or else I'd be fine. And so then he's like, okay, do this. So then after immediately after putting it on, like I always usually wear it, but for some reason I took it off. And immediately after putting it on, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so much better. I felt so much better because I was literally taking everybody's energy from the room and I was just, it was like building up inside of me. And then it was like you were saying, like projecting it outwards. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. Uh, I don't know. Crystals, I don't care what anybody says. I will never let them go. I Yeah. Never, like, people are like, oh, you believe in rocks? Yes, I do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you I, know? <laughs> right? I think something's wrong with you. Yeah. I think you're projecting right now. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it yeah. all comes together. Mm-hmm. It all comes together. And the more you learn about it, the more it becomes like interconnected and you're like, oh my God, wait, all of this is like one big piece of the puzzle. Like yeah. every little thing that you start learning, whether it's about yourself, other people, through cards, through books, whatever, it's all connected in some way. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah I Which love so it. Cool. Yeah. I really want to get, I think it's the Maldive, the Maldive that... Uh, Moldavite? Yes. Are you sure? I know, no, I don't want, like, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it, but, like, I want to get it just because of, like, we like torturing ourselves sometimes. Um, but, like, I've heard so many, like, horror stories with it, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. And it was, it was, like, someone mentioned it to me. They're like, yeah, everything just comes out. Everything just like everything that's not supposed to be in your life just like comes out and just yeah. like crashes. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I should get it. Like, I'm tempted, but I'm not, but I'm tempted. But it's like one of those interesting things where, like, I don't know what else could go wrong in my life, <laughs> but <laughs> I would, I would love to know. I'd be like, please give me some out time. Yeah. What else is wrong? Where but did you find it at um, TikTok? Yeah, it was on TikTok. What's so funny about that? Ever since that trend, I have not heard from any one of those people. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with them. They all fell off. I have no clue what's happening in their lives. Yeah. That goes to show you. Brace yourself. (laughs) You will be impacted. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. That was great. Thank you. Well, I look forward. I'm going to be at your class for sure. Hopefully my knees are fine. I'll put like some, I'll figure it out. Please. Oh my God, let's pray right now. Yeah.
can follow us on Instagram at the Tell All For All podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time.